um when you when you allow other people to like create your own narrative or like who you are you'll never find fulfillment you'll never feel safe you'll always be battling imposter syndrome because you're fighting against your true self and you don't you'll never be able to empower yourself because you'll never take root in like who you are this goes for life this goes for your career right and in the workplace in order for in order for us to just maximize our potential in order for us to like be able to reap the rewards of like career growth we have to be able to tap into our true energy and our true self and that's why it's important to be able to bring that from a productivity standpoint but also for a mental health standpoint like we're not superheroes i'm not batman i don't need to have dual identities like, there's just one germane right like there's a reason why bruce Wayne is crazy because he's gotta <laughs> try to balance two two lives right you like magic can barely balance two full-time jobs you, you got me to balance two different identities like two different it's 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 too much so do your like in order for you not to burn yourself out in order for you to protect yourself and in order for you to really take advantage of your skill set you don't need some like catering to like a false identity on your plate that's already enough as it is Welcome to the Voices of Inclusion podcast, the place where you'll hear strategic and tactical advice shared by diversity, equity, and inclusion experts. This podcast is brought to you by Matheson.io, the world's first DEI operating system. If you're looking for DEI assessments, benchmarking tools, sourcing support, training, and more, look no further. Go to Matheson.io. The link to connect with us is in the description. Let's get back to the episode. All right. So Jermaine, I know you as someone that is really just changing the game in the realm of recruiting. Um, so we have the the man, the myth, the legend himself. Um, but for people that aren't as familiar with you yet, um, could you let our listeners know a little bit about who you are and what you do? I'm the job father. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on a more serious note, hello everyone. My, my name is Jermaine, um, Jermaine Murray. I am a technical recruiter uh, and a career coach here based in Toronto, Canada. And I unironically go by the name, The Job Father. Uh, I once helped somebody, a close friend of mine, get a job that was, the offer was so good. He was like, yo, you got me an offer. I can't refuse. You are the job father. And I'm the type of guy that's ridiculous. So I just ran with it. Um, to, to give you some further context, the reason why I've also earned that name is because I specialize in helping people from my community, the Black community, get jobs in tech. My company, Jupiter HR, has this goal of helping 500 Black people get new jobs in tech. We've been keeping track of every Black person that we've helped since 2019. And as of this recording, we have hit uh, 348 Black people helped getting new jobs in tech and we're, we're, we're working towards that 500. So I'm hyped about it. I do what I can to help people get these jobs, whether it's helping them with a resume, you know, putting content on my, on my platforms, on how they can navigate interviews, how they can search for different jobs, um, coaching them, um, even doing the actual referrals um, where a company has, where they'll apply to a company, maybe they won't hear back. And then I will leverage my platform to get that company to give us answers on like, you know, inside on their application, get some more visibility towards it. Um, or in some cases, just get the actual response of, sorry, you just weren't a good fit because that does go a long way into helping somebody. So um, I'm the job father, man. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one people go to when they lose their jobs. I'm the one people go to when they're underpaid. I'm the one that people go to when they're looking to hire more black people. 
I love that. Um, and it sounds like you do a little bit of investigating for people as well. Um, do those moments get a little contentious sometimes, or is it usually like smooth sailing when you ask people, hey, what's the real reason why you said no to this person? Yeah, no, nah, it's um like 90% of the time it's it's actually like straightforward and like, you know, it's 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 real. Uh, cause I I I always position it as like, you know, um, I always position, I just want to bring this person's profile visibility. They said they apply and not sure where the application went. Um, could you, uh, would you let us know if you'd like to interview them? Or if not, can you give us feedback? Cause even the feedback is, could be a, uh, could be your participation into helping tech become a more inclusive place. We don't want handouts. I think that's something that a lot of people that are anti-DEI um, or like that give, give me hostility for my messaging around like empowering black people. We don't want handouts. We just want a fair shot. And a lot of times we don't even get the visibility. We don't even know what we're doing wrong. Right. Um, and when you are dealing with like systemic racism, not having an idea of whether or not you did something wrong because, you know, you don't have the right experience or you did something wrong because of the color of your skin goes a long way. Absolutely. Um, you know, when it comes to helping people land those jobs, what's been the key to success um, when it comes to the placements thus far? Oh, man, I think on the candidate side, on like the interview side, it's getting people to be a lot more confident in like their stories, what they bring to the table, their achievements, owning all those successes and being willing to speak life into them when they are across the table or across the screen in, in today's world from other people. And then from the employer side, it's helping them bring visibility to their roles. So like the, the thing is, that a, a, like, unfortunately, a lot, I find that a lot of people sometimes psych themselves out of applying for a role because they find the company too intimidating or they think they're not going to get anywhere. And like, of course, if you're applying, you're never hearing back, right? You're kind of, you're going to kind of be conditioned to think that's what's going on. So you know, we try to bring in this transparency on both sides so that things are more trusting. And like some employers are hesitant to give feedback back, right? But they'll they'll give the feedback to me, right? Because they'll understand I can have a more nuanced conversation with the candidate and vice versa. If the candidate senses something funky in the interview process, right? From, a, from like a, a black perspective, they may not be comfortable saying that to give that feedback directly to the company. But they can let me know and I could be like, I can hit up the company like, hey, just let you know, you know, where around town is, this is what's been going on in your interview practices. I'm not sure if you're aware of it. You know, if you want any help, if, like auditing or trying to make it better, feel free to reach out to us. Um, but that was the feedback that we've gotten from a couple of people in our community. Even if it's one person, I always say a couple of people, you know, spread that spread it around. Um, but like, and I think and like a lot of companies that we've reached out to have done that, like they've, they've expressed thanks because like they're well-intentioned and just sometimes you, when you don't have the right context, the well-intentioned can be misconstrued, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know that we can go so many directions in so many directions with this. Um, but you know, you made a post last week um, with the Jay Z quote, and I really it really resonated with me because I've struggled with the fact that hey, maybe I have to just show up differently when I come to work. I got to put on this <laughs> this voice when I come to work, and it's like 
it actually became a part of my voice, which is kind of weird. But um, I also saw the uh, I'm not sure if you if you saw this, but the Deion Sanders when he like interrupted the <laughs> the uh, the sports host um, when he was doing his job. Um, and we might insert that clip here. Coach Prime, Coach, how you feeling today? No, straight up. I was asked how you feel. I was not talking like that just two minutes ago. I Can you do the interview? Can you come in like you normally sound? I just want. Um, could you talk a little bit about that and why authenticity is important? Yeah, man. So I, growing up, I had, um, I, I was like, I wanted, I was always like a people pleaser. All right. And you know, you kind of like, you're kind of like protected from that when you're like a kid with like your parents kind of like filtering out who and who's not and who's not around you. But the older you get, that kind of manifests in trying to be a people pleaser for your manager or for your employer. And as a black person, that sometimes if you're not careful, that people pleasing will have you going along with the microaggressions. And, uh, and I'm speaking from personal experience, right? I've worked in places where I've gone by LaSalle's, people always wonder, why do you sign your name Jermaine L. Murray? And like, I, I had an identity crisis a little bit after university or in, within university, because I hated the fact that people, it felt like people were treating me a certain way based on my name. Like they already knew that I'm a black guy coming in, right? And that's the first thing they used to say about me. And they had these, they had these expectations. Um, and it would be like, it would be it would be professors that were doing this shit to me, right? Um, they would see my name, and I know they would say they they would they would they would make a little bit of a face, and then when I speak, they'd be like, "Oh, you're so articulate. Oh, you speak. Oh, you're so. I'm getting hot right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're so well spoken, right? I, I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> I gotta breathe, Musa, Musa, but like, um, and I had this whole identity crisis, so I actually went and I I used to go by Lascelles so for like my full third year of uni and I remember it, what hammered it home was I was applying for a job and I couldn't get I couldn't get the job as Jermaine and my dad made like a remark about racism and like you know uh going by LaSalle's to get the job because we named you uh we named you after Jermaine Jackson and like we didn't do you no favors and my dad's a, a cynical Jamaican man, right? So I wasn't taking him seriously, bro. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jermaine was waiting. Like Jermaine's still waiting for a callback. Lasell got a callback in two days, bro. Two days, and it was just like wow. he just hammered that in. So I, I was going along with the microaggressions. I remember I, I had a manager tell me, like, you know, uh, Jay Z can work in Oakville, Little Wayne can't because I had braids, right? And it was this thing, and it's just like. Um, when you when you allow other people to like create your own narrative or like who you are, you'll never find fulfillment. You'll never feel safe. You'll always be battling imposter syndrome because you're fighting against your true self. And you don't, you'll never be able to empower yourself because you'll never take root in like who you are. This goes for life, this goes for your career, right? And in the workplace, in order for in order for us to just maximize our potential, in order for us to like be able to reap the rewards of like career growth, we have to be able to tap into our true energy and our true self. And that's why it's important to be able to bring that from a productivity standpoint, but also for a mental health standpoint, like we're not superheroes. I'm not Batman. I don't need to have dual identities. There's just one Jermaine, right? Like there's a reason why Bruce Wayne is crazy because he's got to <laughs> try to balance two 
two lives, right? You like Mads can barely balance two full-time jobs. You, you got me to balance two different identities, like two different ids. It's it's too much. So do your like in order for you not to burn yourself out, in order for you to protect yourself, and in order for you to really take advantage of your skill set, you don't need some like catering to like a false identity on your plate. That's already enough as it is. So that's that's my view on it. And that Jay-Z quote. I, like when I hear it, I, I I get hyped and I get angry. I get hyped because I'm like, that's exactly the type of energy and the time that I'm on. I get angry because I used to be that person who wasn't willing to walk into the room as I am, who tried to conform and was, and as a result, never fit in anywhere, right? And was miserable because of it. Yeah. And I think I mean, speaking from my perspective, you can question yourself like, wait a second, was that weird? Did I sound <laughs> that thing I said? Was that right? Or, you know, am I good enough because of this? Um, so, you know, I totally understand what you're saying there. Um, and, you know, when it comes to the talent that you serve, what are some things that you hear the talent that you support saying as far as what they need and how they ultimately fill the gaps when it comes to the things they need? Um, in terms of like what they need for me to service them or in terms of need from employers, uh, from employers, like from a skill set perspective, or even, you know, any terms of any types of like hard skills or soft skills. It's very diverse. So we, we work with, we work, we work with people that want to get in tech and not technical jobs, but tech as an umbrella. Right. Um, and usually like some of the benefits people are looking for right now are, you know, remote, uh, flexible hours and like work that's that actually makes them fulfilled um and in terms of like this key the core skills that like everyone is looking for in terms of like from employers or how people can properly market themselves is understanding product understanding the relationship between a product or service and the customer right no matter what your skill set is you can be a marketer you can be an engineer you could be a recruiter if you were wanting to get a company, if you want to get into a tech company or uh, get into a career within tech, you have to understand the essence of a good product itself. And you have to understand, you have to be able to understand what that looks like as a general term and like as a template, and then be able to like look at different opportunities and different products and see which ones actually resonate with you, which one actually speaks to you, which ones you can, you can immediately see the value for today the value for what what was needed in the past and how it can grow into the future and if you can't answer those if you can't answer those three things you're not seeing the product properly or the product itself is limited right and you don't want to be in a spot where the product is limited or the service is limited right you want to be able to somewhere where that's growing so you can grow with it um and just being able to understand that relationship that dynamic allows you to be better. If you're a product person, right? If you understand the value that the, 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 the users are getting out of the product, you're going to be able to tweak that experience so much more. If I'm a, recru I'm a recruiter, right? If I understand the value of the product, as I'm trying to recruit people to work for this company, I'm telling them the mission, the problem we're solving and the value that we're contributing to society. If I'm a marketer, that is the that is the position in the brand voice that I'm going to take. And like, I'm going to understand the hit points that people need to see from an emotional standpoint in order to connect with the product and let them know that they need to be here. They need to get in on this, right? And I think that's the biggest skill that everybody across the board, but especially us, we need to be more mindful of 
because like a lot of different tech companies rely on our culture to actually build up their equity too. So understanding that product and understanding that relationship, it goes both ways. It's, it's very nuanced for black folks. So we need to be able to market or people need to be able to market themselves properly, especially on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. Um, Figure yeah. out your value and, and, and position yourself from that standpoint. Right. And so that kind of leads me to the next question. You know, uh, uh, most of our listeners are from the HR and, and D, DEI field um, and many struggle to source diverse talent. Um, and even if they might source people from like LinkedIn or something like that, um, they might find somebody that seems great, but they won't respond. Um, but it seems like you've really cracked the code when it comes to LinkedIn. So like, I really want to hear your thoughts on how you manage to consistently get this massive engagement on your LinkedIn profile. I'm just honest. Um, some mm. people call me controversial. I still disagree with that because all I'm literally saying is hire black folks who are qualified and underrepresented, but that's its own conversation. Um, a lot of people reach out to me because they they feel like I'm 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 just honest about what my experience has been like as a professional, as a black man, as a tech enthusiast, um, and I feel like that authenticity is is what is what sets sets the good content creators apart from the 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 everyone else and the bad ones right it's how you're able to make people feel um my i have i have a, i have a mission of what i'm trying to do and my like when i first started like uh when i first started like doing the jupiter 500 i was like i'm gonna help black people get jobs by any means necessary on a, and like by any means necessary also me being unapologetic about it if i gotta call like if i gotta call something out i'm gonna call it out and it is what it is a spade is gonna spade if you don't like it if you like it you like it. if you don't you don't but i'm always going to be consistent with it right and i think that's where like the controversy thing comes comes into play because i'm not gonna hold back on things that affect me as a black man or affects me or affects my community um, or that position. And I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to make sure like, um, that because I like people understand that because I understand history and I understand my historical context, I'm also angry. Like I'm also angry and everyone's angry too, because it's like, we all know some sort of some part of the history. So it's like, I think that's what really resonates with people that authenticity, they see where I'm coming from. I, I like to share a lot too. Like I, I like to, I like to let people know where these thoughts are originating from. Like I had, a, I have a hashtag series called "Bad Career Advice from My Dad." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, on point. I'm starting to realize that not all of that was bad career advice. <laughs> my dad was like the whole change your name. Oh, that that what that was my dad, right? Um, I got fired in my first week at Quiznos because of my dad, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny man yeah man but like I, I feel like that's what i want to share and like i i just i just love my identity i love about i love being black i love being jamaican i love being from toronto right I, I love every aspect of my being and my culture and like i just always want to celebrate it so that's why i try i, I add in like the jamaican sayings because like that's that's been a huge influence in my life um and like i like the person that you see online is the person like person like behind closed doors as well. So like, it's always consistent. 
That's interesting. You know, I think, you know, I'm still working on it, but I love the fact that you take those. I don't even, I don't know if you consider it risks by like being yourself, but I think some people do consider it risky, you know, when they, and I think, um, I just love that and admire it, man. So that's why I always hit that like button. Um, <laughs> I got a hate or love it type of personality. So I'm going to find out one way or the other, right? I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather know where you stand before we have the, before I have the interview with you, if, if I ever want to go back to working with people, but like, yeah, man, I, that's where it's coming from too. I love it. I love it. And so, you know, what do you think most companies are missing when it comes to talent branding and messaging? I think most, I think externally companies are missing their talent teams willing, like willing to, they're missing people on their talent teams willing to like add that bit of personal to like their content, right? Um, a lot of people fall into the trap of believing that like your content always has to be about work. And that's not true. Like we're, we're multifaceted and nuanced people. Like I made, a, I've, I've made jokes about like warming up fish in the microwave like i my 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 cousin was telling my cousin was wild he, he was telling me about warming up crab legs in the um in the microwave at the, the communal work microwave and i was just like i i went on linkedin i'm like yo you're not a good person if you do that <laughs> and it, just, it has nothing to do with like careers or whatnot but it's just funny like i like i i try to add that in and like um, I feel like externally, that's what a lot of companies are missing from like their talents or from their employees, that level of like honesty and authenticity. Now, internally, what companies are missing is communicating to their to their employees or to those people. And that this is a whole different like risk thing. And like you have to get legal involved and whatnot. I'm, I'm aware of it. Obviously, there, there are going to be gaps here. But like the reason why employees externally aren't doing that is because internally they don't feel they, they are safe to do that they don't feel like they have the span to like be able to recover from a bad take right we just had somebody on linkedin that, that said that she's blacklist candidates for like pulling pulling them up for like withdrawing out of interviews and it's gone viral on linkedin it's gone viral on reddit it's gone viral on twitter she's probably not gonna have a job and like that's what everyone's afraid of they're afraid of saying the wrong thing and then having to face the consequences for it so that's where that's where it comes from you have to either if i'm a company it's you have to find um a balance between like you know making sure that there's legal guidelines so people don't like you know so that you're covering yourself and protecting yourself but also making it in a way that it's not intimidating to scare people that like that, that they'll be like what's the point in itself right um, you could also go a step further and recruit like social media minded and conscious folks to get into the companies, but those folks are are pretty rare and they tend to be on the more expensive side because of the personal brand. So that those are kind of the gaps that I'm seeing. That's amazing. Um, man, this time really flew by. <laughs> um, but you know, if there was one action, you would urge our DEI leaders listening or even candidates to take after they listen to this episode, what would that be? I would say that um, for DEI leaders, you need to be a lot more vocal about your support for DEI initiatives and not just internally, but externally as well. 
posting about it is a huge thing. You might not be a, a, a type of like poster or like a prolific social media user, but DEI is something where you have to champion and you have to be loud about it or people are not gonna believe that you're doing the work. You could be doing the work, but like, yeah, like it's not, you can't be a tree, right? You know, you never see a tree grow, but it grows, right? It can't be one of those things. It needs to be a loud thing because people will see it and they will appreciate it for being loud and unapologetic. That's the, that's the, the, the true thing. You gotta be unapologetic about your stances in DEI. So people could also feel comfortable being unapologetic or, or identify you as such. So like an HR leaders have a responsibility to DEI, to, to, to make those kind of unapologetic pro DEI stance. I, I totally believe that. On the candidate side, the thing I want you to take away from is be yourself. That is the best thing that you could do for DEI as well. If you don't want to like actively quote unquote, do like the, the like championing for your end, being yourself is just as, is just as good because people will show you who they are when you are yourself. And you don't need to be in any environment that is not for you or that is not inclusive or does not include you as a culture ad, right? Um, use that to power your discernment. I know that might seem challenging because like sometimes you, you, you're desperate for a job, you know, and if you need to take a job, take the job. But if, it, but if, if it's a toxic environment, it's always going to be a short-term engagement. If you want an actual good fit, be yourself, be authentic, ask the stuff and the questions that are important to you because the place that you want to be, they are going to give you that answer honestly. Can't end it any better than that. Jermaine, the job father, <laughs> Murray, thank you so much for joining us, uh, for joining me. But um, man, we really appreciate this time. We might need to get a part two at some point, but um, always thank down, you. Always down, always <laughs> down. I'm just, I'm just fresh off the eye surgery. So like my whole schedule is a mess, but always down send me the invite we'll, we'll, we'll definitely link up and thanks for having me again of course and thank you man talk soon all right take care all right if you're looking for dei assessments benchmarking tools sourcing support training and more look no further go to www.matheson.io and book a call to speak with us the link is in the description we're looking forward to connecting with you next time